For those who fish, this is the Drake cast. He was tying feathers on a hook. I'll do a hopper with a hopper dropper with a dropper hopper. The river was like a woman. Could be a disco midge, it could be a bead head. I'm your host, Elliot Adler. Before we get on the water, a couple words from our sponsors. The other day, I called up Josh Lively, who guides for Roaring Fork Anglers in Basalt, Colorado. He told me what makes Scott Flyrod special. You know, we could talk about how great these rods cast or the heritage of Scott, but to think that those rods are all handcrafted by blue-collar American workers. They wake up every day to handcraft the finest fly rods made. It's just really cool to, to see that, you know, to know the, the pride that's going into that rod. It's always cool when I get to go to the factory and give everybody a high-five and bring them a case of beer and donuts. Thanks, Josh. You can find out more information at your local fly shop or scottflyrod.com. We're also supported by Yellow Dog Fly Fishing Adventures. I recently chatted with Yellow Dog employee Camille Egdorf who just got back from a big trip to Kamchatka. Yeah, so this was a raft or a float trip type situation or experience. Um, We are primarily targeting rainbow trout. Other species include Dolly Varden, five different species of Pacific salmon, and then another kind of exotic species that you don't uh, come across often that we were targeting was called the Super Kunja, which is a sea run char. I think our biggest was 35 inches and uh, I think our smallest was probably around 28 or 29 inches so pretty hefty fish and um, you know we definitely got into a few which was great. To learn more about Kamchatka and other trips of a lifetime visit yellowdogflyfishing.com This past Veterans Day I met up with an old family friend Frost covered leaves lined the walkway leading up to the front door How are you? Good. This is quite the place you got here, Patty. This is Patty. She's maybe five foot two, has short salt and pepper hair, and sports an accent unique to Independence, Wisconsin. Or as the locals call it, Independence. You know, I don't want to freak you out, but we could have had squirrel this morning because I cooked them yes, a few days ago, you know? If venison hadn't already been on the stove, I would have taken her up on it. We drank Folgers while we waited for the meat to cook. My grandfather Bill had sat in this same kitchen 70 years prior, before Patty or I were born, back when Patty's dad, Ed, had owned it. Bill and Ed met through the local bar association after World War II and quickly became fishing friends. Each Veterans Day, the men would load their John boat and drive to the Mississippi River where it separates Wisconsin from Minnesota. They did it to honor the friends that didn't make it through the war. They did it because the courthouse was closed. They did it because the fishing was good. Ed and Bill are no longer with us, so it was up to Patty and me to keep the tradition alive. The fish were biting that November 11. I threw bunny leeches on a graphite fly rod that had belonged to my grandpa. Patty chucked zoom baits with a Mitchell 300 reel that had to have been at least 50 years old. She navigated her John boat through the same sloughs that Bill and Ed had shown Patty five decades prior. As we motored along, she told me about the olden days. My sister and my mother were not interested in fishing, so it was uh, my dad and your dad and and two boys. And we'd have brandy when we'd catch a fish. My dad would open a big green tackle box and bring out this silver flask, and we'd all have to have a snort of brandy. 
Bill would light up a cigar. <laughs> my dad would be lighting up a pipe. And um, my dad would be cold out here. and We'd be fishing anyway, and he'd reach in the tackle box and bring out this bottle of camphorated oil. And <laughs> we'd all be rubbing our hands with camphorated oil because that's supposed to help make our, make our hands warm. Patty has some really fond memories of the time that she was able to spend with her dad. But it wasn't until she was in middle school that her dad finally let her come on the Veterans Day trip, whereas my grandpa had been bringing his boys along since they were in diapers. Early on, I was drawn to fish, and um, back in the 50s, that was sort of unacceptable. Girls are supposed to be in dresses and can-cans and, and doing that stuff, but I would have rather been walking around with a cane pole and a can of worms. When she could, Patty would escape to the woods in the water. But as she got older, there were certain expectations of her that she just didn't really mold to. And having not having that sense of being able to fit in, you know, and trying to fit in, I think led me to a lot of a lot of drinking. And um, you know, it was never just have one. Why even start? Why even begin? I was drinking from a really early age when I was just old enough to reach the beer bottles off of the tables and. I think that gave me that sense of ease and comfort, you know, that you get with having your mind being able to just quiet down. And that then became sort of my social life, and it finally got the best of me. My life had to take a, take a huge turn. I was pretty well broken to be open to something different in my life. And at 33 years old, I finally quit drinking. But the one thing that was constant in my life was the, was the woods and the water and the wind, you know. That was always my comforting place. I'm really grateful for our dads and our grandpas, you know, that fished and instilled in us, you know, the love of the outdoors. That, that really saved my life, you know, saved my life in, in more ways than one. And it's always great to be here because I can just not have to think everything else goes, goes away, you know. Ooh. Right then, a fish swirled at her bait. Did you see him come up after that son of a gun? Yeah. That rock's there, that's a hot spot. A train rolled through and Patty cast at the rock again. This time, the fish took the bait. I thought he was bigger. He fought. We'll put him on the, on the board here and see if we can get 14 inches out of him. Can't. 13 and, not 13 and a half. Patty set the bass back in the water. She put the rod down and went back to talking about her days on the Mississippi with her father. It was always a good time. There was never anybody was jealous of anything or or anything like that. It was just, everybody want, wanted to be here, just like today. Just like today, everybody wants to be here. I feel really good about having Elliot in my boat. <laughs> I feel really good about, really good about that. I felt pretty good about being in Patty's boat as well. Come back soon, Elliot. Dusk had settled by the time we made it back to the takeout. 
Patty single-handedly secured the boat to the trailer while I tried not to get in the way. She was used to doing this alone, and I didn't want to upset her ritual. When I agreed to meet Patty on the Mississippi, my main goal was to learn about the grandfather that I never had a chance to meet, and I accomplished that. But more importantly, I got to hear Patty's story, and now I have a new fishing partner. Before we parted, she gave me a big bag of venison jerky and an even bigger hug. We agreed to meet in the same place in exactly one year. The tradition lives on. I called up Patty the other day to see how the fishing has been in her neck of the woods. Hello? What you been up to, Patty? Well, what have I been up to? I've been up to built a new road out to the farm to go up the hill. This spring I planted, I guess, about 350 trees. This year I'm back to putting in my garden. And today on my day off, I'm working with tomatoes and cucumbers and beans and sweet corn and been doing some fishing. The trout fishing has been really good because of all the rain. It's kind of washed the weeds down and it's easier to get around in the creek. So the trout fishing has been really good. Well, mostly uh, browns and a few rainbows and, and the brook trout are smaller. And I'm fishing mostly here in these small streams around, around Independence here. And oh yeah, got some 18 inches, but a lot of them in that 14, 15 inch range. Not too many small ones. Yeah, I just as soon have those big ones. <laughs> but it, it's a fill in when I just got, got a little time, you know, just got a short time to fish. You know, it's easy to run out and go trout fishing, you know. Been down on the river a few times and the weeds are starting to go down now. So it's getting there. It's getting there, Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> Patty had just gotten back from volunteering at the Wisconsin Women in the Outdoors annual three-day event. It was it was pretty great. The time goes really fast, and it's like really, really busy. Oh, it's just uh, it's the uh, the camaraderie and the chance. I always learn something new, you know, guns and weapons and canoeing and fishing and some craft items and nature walks and biking and vehicle maintenance, backing up a trailer. The women just really enjoy it, and it's good to see. I guess meeting a gal from Chicago who lives in Chicago and has a small garden, she's drawn to be outdoors. She took some shooting classes, I think muzzleloader, and even though she comes from a family that's not outdoorsy, but just to see that innate desire to want to be outdoors and want to be on the land I thought was was compelling. What else you been up to Patty? Oh yeah I was just on the internet looking up the regulations for bow hunting. I want to shoot these geese in my backyard with a bow. I can legally shoot out of my house even though I got a neighbor right next door but if I'm not in my house they tell me that I'm not legal to discharge a bow even at target practice. I mean, it's probably 50 yards, easy shooting distance, you know. Even the warden said that, you know, this is the legislature. They're passing a, passing a law without taking other things into consideration that are already on the books. And that's why there's a confusion about it. We better not go there. <laughs> I understand that, that you're wanting to fish in my boat again. That's the deal. Everything's going going pretty good. Thanks for calling. As always, Patty is finding fish while getting her daily dose of nature. Before we go, we have something pretty exciting to announce. My passion is, is fly fishing. 
That's what I love. And that's where it's going to be. Fly fishing. Bam! It was on. Nailed it in the surface. The thing that drives me up here, that is the pure, uncut and edited nature we have up here. Spinning. I thought you were a purist. The way it is now is the result of a process that's been going on for thousands of years. And it is as good as it gets up to now. We, we can't do it better. You can fish in a pool which looks like garbage and you can catch a ton of fish and uh, it could be a loss. But today I think it was a win. Them days. You see big awesome fish, big runs of fish. <laughs> it was hard being a addicted to fishing when, when I was a kid. Not fishing a lot, but drinking, you know. <laughs> we had some few beers, let me put it this way. And Ten years ago, we could go to almost any lake and be alone, but it doesn't really happen anymore. Oh man, I don't like this. That's an ugly fish. Fish must die. I can't explain it, it's, it's, it's just home, it's a feeling, it's where I belong. It's affecting the natural migration of a fish, which, as far as I'm concerned, is, is breaking the law. You're bloody useless. Buckle up and get ready. For the next four weeks, we're going to take a trip across the pond in search of Atlantic salmon. Four countries, 6,500 miles, a dozen rivers, numerous lakes, and a pretty decent number of pubs. Make sure to join us on this adventure. Thanks for listening. This has been The Drake Cast.